All right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode four of the Malbehaved Racing Experience Podcast. I am Ryan Peterson, and we're going to record an episode today that where we're going to talk about sponsorships, what they are, what they're not, and how we're going to get along, and how I've been doing uh, over this long break. It's been a couple weeks since I recorded an episode. I've been trying to do one a week, but uh, didn't really work out that way with school, break from school, starting a new grad school program or a new semester, and then... Uh, just getting out to the track a couple times, having some uh, personal uh, obstacles to overcome. So uh, we'll just jump right into it. One of the things that uh, every racer looks for when they get ready to start racing, or, or well, I maybe not every racer, but what I looked for when I started was a way to help pay for it. Um, racing's not cheap. Um, I kind of went over that a, a couple episodes ago when I talked about uh, trying to race on a cash budget. Was I was around the paddock and around the pits and talking to people at track days, I asked, so uh, how do you guys get uh, sponsorships? How do you get people to help you pay for your racing? One of the guys recommended a an app or a site called Hook It, um, which I got on. I created a profile. I started to apply for different sponsorships, industry sponsorships, uh, different things. What I found out is as uh, I started building sponsorships and I started getting sponsorships, most of them are not really what I expected. They're, uh, they're product sponsorships. So they're discounts. So discount for this, discount for this, 50%, 20%, 10%. And there's all stipulations for everything. You got to recommend or recognize or post or put everything that that sponsor sends you or all your social media has got to have their name on it. I didn't really know what to expect, but uh, I guess that's pretty standard. Uh, and then I have to build my hook it score. There's a score that goes along with hook it to try and make sure that your profile is recognized. And like most of those online sites or most like online sites that I've been a part of, they want you to upgrade. They want you to, there's a free version and an upgraded version. So not to talk bad about them, but that's kind of how it goes. And so I started looking at, uh, building my platform. I ended up buying, I ended up buying a, a, a subscription to the hook it and getting the, the paid version. Um, and then I started applying to programs. So I started getting some offers and uh, I, I didn't know how to handle the offers. So I, I looked at them and I looked at each offer and then um, I started balancing the books. I started balancing the budget. Well, if I get this offer, how am I going to buy this product? So one of the first companies that uh, picked me up as a sponsorship was Rockform. That's R-O-K-F-O-R-M. And I had actually already used them previously for phone cases. I've been using Rockform cases for a little while. And uh, I've always liked the Rockform cases. They have really great uh um, customer support. I had a random weird in, uh, episode where one of my carbon fiber rock form cases cracked down the middle, sent her a picture at the customer support desk, and she sent me a new one out right away. I have the rock form mount on my tri bike, my uh, uh, motorcycle mount on my Ducati Multistrada Enduro, and I found a way to use the rock form to use uh, to put on my phone on the back of my race bike. So you'll see a couple of the, the uh, GoPro videos uh, from the back of my my R6 where there you can see my phone mounted on the tail of my my motorcycle and you might ask well why are you why, why use your phone so I've got my phone on there I'm using a, an app called track addict that's how I'm using uh, that's what I'm using to track my lap times because I don't have uh, I, I don't have it in the budget yet to buy like a solo two lap timer that that's GPS based so I'm using a GPS based app on my iPhone. So I have one of the rock form uh, magnets under the under the tail portion. I have a uh, one of the little uh, rock locks uh, that's bolted through my tail section itself. And then I safety wire it just for just for measure just so I, it doesn't bounce off. But it allows me to um, disconnect the phone pretty quick, go and charge it, uh, reconnect it. Um, 
And I, I'm really, really happy with the the uh, Rockform case. I've dropped my phone all the time. Uh, I also have the Rockform tempered glass screen protector on there, and that that works really, really well. I'm really happy with that Rockform uh, tempered glass screen protector. It's uh, saved my screen multiple times. Actually, I just ordered a new tempered glass screen protector and a new set of the Rock Locks um, mounts so that I can get that squared away on my new tail set that I'm just uh, getting ready to order. Uh, so I really love Rockform. Uh, I actually got turned on to Rockform uh, when uh, Melissa Paris uh, started racing or, or for them or had uh, them as a, a industry sponsor a few years ago. And I was like, oh, you know what? So it, it goes to show that uh, when you mention them and you take pictures with them and you, you mention them on uh, your media, social media, that it really does help. I've loved my Rockform cases. I love the magnet side of that. Um, I always, uh, just a couple weeks ago, I was coaching golf and I was out on the golf course and I had to log into an online platform for my schools, uh, cause my class was starting. And so I had the, the rock form case magneted to the upright support of the uh, golf cart. And, uh, so I'm standing there on the golf course, uh, hitting with a wedge while I was waiting through a couple of my golfers to come through. And I was like, are you on the golf course? I'm like, yeah. And how are you doing that? And so I kind of took a reverse video and showed how the, the, the case was magneted to the, the golf cart. So I love that, love that I can just, you know, magnet my, my phone to the side of my truck or to my toolbox or to the door of my office or wherever so that I, I don't misplace my phone. I'm not setting it down all the time. It's not just kicking around on the floor. So love the rock form cases and their magnetic mounts. Um, I highly recommend them. Again, that's R-O-K-F-O-R-M.com, Rockform Mounts. And they were one of the first people to pick me up as a sponsor. So uh, not a huge not a huge deal with their sponsorship. I get 20% off of my, of the items I I buy, but I also, you know, it's, it's something that I already use. So it was really cool to get picked up uh, as a personal sponsorship or as an athlete to represent a company or a product that I was already using. So I'm happy to have this uh, episode of the Mount Behaved Racing Experience brought to you by Rockform Phone Cases and Mounts. So other things that have been happening uh, since my last episode, the Roseville Motorsports, they're the local Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki dealership here in Roseville, California. They uh, opened a brand new store. So they moved from kind of a, 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 we'll call it a cramped location that had uh, not great parking to a beautiful new location that I was really, uh, really excited to go to. I, I kind of went to the the uh, grand opening on a whim. Um, I I had gone mountain biking with a couple of guys um, in my local Ducati Owners Club uh, that morning, and one of them asked, "Hey, are you going out to the Motorsports or the um, the Roseville Motorsports Grand Opening today?" I'm like, well, you know, I'd I'd seen the event on Facebook, but I, I wasn't really all that jazzed. I had a whole bunch of uh, work to do to get my trailer and bikes and everything prepped for the track day that I was going to go do uh, two days later. Um, I had promised my wife that I'd spend uh, Sunday with her as a celebration of her birthday. So I needed to have everything packed and ready to go on Saturday so that I could roll out of town late Sunday night to get out to Thunder Hill. So I was like, oh, you know what, you know, I'll, I'll jump on the bike and head over there. And man, am I glad that I did. Uh, that place was amazing. The event, they put on a, a world-class event. There were vendors from all within the industry there. They did, Suzuki had a whole bunch of test ride bikes out there. They brought a couple of uh, MSF, Motorcycle Safety Foundation, rider coaches that uh, were part of the um, the Coast Guard station out of Penaluma that they were leading the demo rides. They had just about every model of demo bike out there from Suzuki's lineup, which was really, really neat to see. They brought out a toy hauler from uh, one of the, the toy hauler manufacturers, just showing how you could get a full-sized uh, Polaris four-seat, 1,000 you know, turbocharged uh, UTV into the, this uh, 
toy hauler, which was really neat. Um, they had raffles and uh, industry sponsor or industry uh, organizations out there, free food, barbecue. And it was uh, it was really neat. Um, they brought out some racers. They had the feel like a pro guys out there, and uh, Andrew Lee who uh, rides some of their bikes. They also had uh, Cameron Bovier out there. He's a local Lincoln guy. Yeah, you might recognize that name from Moto America. Um, I actually had met him previously, and it was a good chance to catch up with him, uh, share a cup of coffee, and and talk about the future. Um, I did approach him about possibly coming on the podcast, as well as a couple other people. Uh, so I might have some uh, some high quality guests lined up in the future, which I'm really excited about. I also talked to a couple of industry reps uh, from Tucker. Uh, TuckerMotorsports.com as well, um, and I'm looking at uh, doing an Arai helmet deal with them. Uh, I talked to some guys about setting up my 450X about uh, as a supermoto to go out and ride at the uh, Little 99 Raceway down in Stockton, which will be a lot of fun. Um, what else did I do there? There was uh, it was just really neat. I mean, I, I could there were I won some uh, really neat prizes. I got uh, the uh, owner of the shop there hooked me up with a, uh, a Yamaha racing uh, hoodie and and T-shirt, uh, which was uh, I was super proud to wear when I took the R6 out to Thunder Hill on Monday after that event. So it was it was a neat event, and I was uh, the shop there is amazing. You should if you're out in the Sacramento Roseville area and uh, you're looking for a bike, depending upon those brands, Suzuki, Kawasaki, or Yamaha. Uh, or if you're looking for a new uh, quad or UTV Polaris, um, you should go out and check it out. I was this, the, they have an amazing, uh, huge service department, huge warehouse, uh, beautiful showroom, lots and lots of parts and accessories, and I was really impressed with that that shop. It, uh, I mean, like I said, they had been in a really small little cramped area before, and this new place is awesome. Um, I found myself uh, heading out that way to pick up some parts for my uh, my CRF80 that I need to rebuild the carburetor on again. Yay, carburation is fun. One of the things I had done is uh, I had recently pulled all of the dirt bikes in, the CRF80, my 450, and our, our little 50, and I uh, had gone through all the carbs and trying to get them squared away because, uh, you know, I wanted, I wanted to get back out in the dirt. So after getting those bikes all put back together, I was like, hey, you know, it's Wednesday. I'm off work a little bit early. I'm not coaching any sports right now. I'm going to load up and head out to uh, Prairie City, go kick around out there by myself for a solo day. Started heading out, out, out that way, and uh, just, you know, on a whim, I, I just typed in Google real quick, uh, you know, Prairie City and realized that uh, Wednesday's their dark day. Wednesday's actually the day they're closed. You know what? I was already loaded up. I had the gear squared away. The bike was running. Hadn't rid it in a while. I, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go up to Georgetown. So I spent the you know hour in the truck running up uh, up through Georgetown. Finally got up to uh, the Mace Mills uh, area. And I, you know, I hadn't ridden up there in a long time. And I found the, the trail map. And I just went out and I kicked around in some of the easy trails. And I just, I, I totally fell in love with or, or rediscovered how much I love riding in single track. And it, it made me really feel a lot like what it is to ride on, ride on the track. When you're single track, you're making a lot of decisions really fast. You're finding lines, you're picking lines, you're evaluating lines. Uh, you know, little mistakes can, can really cost you. It's a lot like mountain bike riding, but uh, faster uh, with less pedaling. So uh, I spent a couple hours up there at uh, Georgetown, just kicking myself around uh, on the single track, kicking, you know, just kicking my own butt, honestly. It was a little bit rusty, hands pumped up pretty quick, arms pumped up. So I was looking for something uh, to try and help with that. Um, and then, so I was like, you know what, let me uh, let me look on here and see uh, see what other kind of sponsorships that I've got. And uh, are, and so there's one that's called Four Armstrong, and it's a it's a uh, arm pump device. I haven't ordered it yet. I was kind of, you know, I'm interested in it. I'm going to, um, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. I'm, I'm gonna uh, get in there and, and try and figure out what this is all about. See if I can get uh, the, this forearm pump situation sorted out. But I had so much fun on my 450. Uh, you know, I was, I was just really looking forward to it. So I'm sorry to pressure a lot of the guys that uh, that I ride street bikes with. I was like, hey, maybe you should uh, pick up a, uh, a dirt bike so we can go ride single track and and uh, and get back out there and, and train for this. It's cheaper, it's quicker, it's faster. Uh, to get to and, and it's less money to get out there and you don't burn up tires as much but so I, I just had a ton of fun out there on the 450 and it just made me really remember why or, or the roots of why motorcycling was so much fun for me I don't really want to make this episode all about uh, industry sponsors or anything like that or but it, you know the, the sponsorship thing is is new to me and and I, I really want to pay respect to the the companies that have chosen to uh, give me a little bit of a break on on products but so after I went and rode uh, dirt bikes that day, I was a little bit sore, you know, stretched it out. Come that next Monday, um, well, Sunday night, uh, my, my buddy Mario and I decided we were going to go out. He got, a, he got a kitchen pass and a day off work, and, and we were going to head out and go and uh, do some uh, a track day with fun track days out at uh, Thunder Hill on the three-mile course. Mario hadn't been on the track in a while, and I was really just itchy to get out there and uh, test some new setup and see if I could start uh, moving my race time down or my lap times down a little bit. I'm, I'm really really trying to get under that two-minute mark there at Thunder Hill. That seems to be like uh, the mark that I'm going to have to be at to be competitive uh, coming up to around three at the end of the gym. And so when we got out there, uh, you know, we packed up the trailer, we headed out, had a good night, you know, settled in, got there, got up the next morning. I went to go talk to uh, Oscar Fernandez at uh, Race Pace Motorsports. And uh, I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, I might not be able to get through the whole day on the tires that I've got. I'm riding double sessions. And he's like, hey, I got, uh, I got some holdover there, you know, a little bit older um, slicks that uh, maybe you want to give a try this morning. And so I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And, you know, I haven't, I haven't run on slicks yet. Maybe I, see, I can see if I can pick up a little, you know, a couple more seconds. He goes, well, they are a 180, so you'd be coming down in size from a 190. But, you know, we'll see if we can start edging you out on that one, 180 because you're not using the full width of the 190 yet and, and get you used to that, get your turn-in rates a little bit higher. And then uh, we'll see uh, if we push you back to the 190 after we finish this tire off. So I was a little bit hesitant going into the day on slicks. You know, I've, I've never ridden on slicks yet. Um, I've only been on DOTs. And it was a, it was a bit of a cooler morning for uh, a May morning out at Thunder Hill. And a little bit overcast. It wasn't wet or anything, but, you know, all right. So I went out and I immediately noticed, immediately noticed how much more planted the front end was and how much more, um, how much softer the, 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 the track felt and how much more I, you know, just feedback I was getting from the tire that was on the front. It was a, a Michelin slick, um, and I was really enjoying it. But also what I was noticing is that uh, the back end was hooking up really good, but it was also starting to spin a little bit. I was definitely riding over the edge of the 180. So doing double sessions, uh, I was going in constantly and uh, after every session um, to have Oscar check the tire pressure and he's like man you are chewing this tire up fast um come to find out Thunder Hill when it's a little bit cooler does have a tendency to eat tires pretty fast so by uh by the lunchtime break that rear rear tire was smoked I had I'd gone all the way through the whole slick in uh, about 115 miles which was uh a little bit staggering to me I was like wow that's a pretty fast way to to really seriously chew up a tire on a 600 but I basically bought seconds by dropping onto the slicks and getting a little bit more control over the front end, getting a little bit more grip out of the back end. I went from my fastest lap that had previously been in the 205 range and I dropped down to a 203.9. Now it's, it doesn't seem like a whole big deal, but it's, you know, a 1.1 second increase is uh, it's progress and I'm trying to learn different lines 
because I was riding in both the A group, uh, which is the extreme group, the faster race pace group, um, there's a lot of leader bikes out there and there were a lot of fast AFM guys out there. Augie did a really good job at getting some dudes to come out uh, and ride. Uh, there's only a few, you know, there's only a limited number of practice days before the next AFM round. So there's a bunch of people out there really kind of working on bikes, working on setup, doing some coaching. And so I was doing my best to hang on to the, to the fastest guys in A group. Um, to try and really dial down some lap times. And then I was also using the B group to really work on alternative lines. They were, you know, there's a decent mix of slower and faster riders in the B group. And so what I, was, I was really kind of trying to find the good, safe passing lines, not necessarily the racing lines, but just trying to find opportunities to pass guys without um, putting myself or others in danger. So it was really fun uh, to ride uh, in both groups that day, just working on two separate things. The other thing that I was really working on that day is I was riding, um, I had two friends that were out there. Um, Mario was there. We brought his 1098 out and uh, we're trying to work through setups with him. He worked a lot. Actually, he worked all day with uh, Dave Moss, uh, went through settings, clip-on readjustments, uh, rear set readjustments, suspension settings. We found a suspension issue with his one of his right front, his right front fork. And he, you know, he was, he was rusty and he hadn't been on the track in a while. And so, you know, I would ride with him and coach him a little bit, talk to him about some, some different, uh, lines, different things, breaking points, just trying to show him some stuff on the track to where he was getting a little bit more comfortable. He was also having some arm and hand pump issues, getting a little bit fatigued. And what he realized is that uh, being in better shape is going to allow him to ride more. So that kind of gave him a little bit of an eye-opener there. So I was really glad to spend that day with Mario and spend the whole weekend, uh, well, actually just Friday, uh, set Sunday night and Monday uh, out there at the track. Um, it was it was good to connect with, with him and, and connect over bikes and, and have a good, solid, clean, fun day of riding. And uh, it, w- it was a neat experience to be out there and watching somebody find their, their love for the track again. It was... Uh, I kind of felt how he felt the the year before when I'd gone out to my first day at Sonoma where I was like, man, this is so much fun. Why have I not been on the track in so long? Why is it, why, you know, why is it, I not, I've only been riding on the street. This is uh, just so much more fun and safer and a better environment to learn and improve. And so it was really neat watching him. I also ran into uh, a guy that I met last year, Bobby. Uh, he's a, a pilot with Alaskan Airlines. He had his uh, 959 out there. And uh, he was kind of struggling with some line choices and body position and things like that. And just randomly in one of the B groups, I happened to be running my GoPro out front and came across him. Uh, he's got a pretty cool license plate. It's Mr. 959, which uh, was really identified, you know, that he that was him. So I just tucked in on him and, and followed him around for a couple laps. And then we sat down and we talked about some of the issues that I was seeing, how he was, you know, just working through different things and how, he, you know, his body position could be better and, and how he could, you know, work on some things. So we, we had a little bit of a kind of a coaching session, I guess you could say, just some feedback and some pointers when we came back into the pits. Um, and he ran, went back out for the last session of the day and was able to shave, you know, a one second off his, uh, his personal record forever out there at Thunder Hill East. And it was really cool to see how excited he was just by seeing, you know, a few different changes, a few different body position changes, a few different, uh, line choices can quickly start to shit to shave a little bit of time. So it was fun to watch, you know, some other people that I, you know, have known you know, casual acquaintance. Bobby is, I, I met him at uh, world Superbike last year at Ducati Island. And it was, it was neat to see him, you know, find a little bit of time. Um, just by changing uh, a little bit of lines, a little bit of body position. Um, I also posted the video that uh, that I took of him. Um, it's out on my YouTube channel as well. So with riding with those guys and uh, being out there with uh, just all the great people that always come out to fun track days, it was just a, it was a, it's always just so much fun to get out on the track. And I, I left uh, left to come home that night, just uh, absolutely in a great mood, feeling awesome. Uh, brain was clear, mind was clicking. 
and I just can't wait to get out there again. Uh, so we're looking at uh, trying to do another day on uh, June 10th with uh, Fun Track Days. We're going to take, uh, looks like we're going to have the whole crew going out. Uh, my mother-in-law's coming out, bringing our uh, our niece out. Uh, we'll have my son. We're going to go out there. They'll be out of school by then. Uh, looks like uh, my wife is probably going to ride that day. Mario uh, and Renee are probably going to join us. And I've got a couple other people that are going to be heading out that day, I think. So we're hoping to uh, have a good family showing out there. Uh, if you are one of those ones that's trying to join us for that, make sure that you uh, register early. That uh, probably the the C and B groups are going to sell out. Um, a group may sell out as well, just because it's so close to uh, it's so close to uh, AFM round three. But uh, Augie always puts on a great event. Remember, uh, you can always camp for free out there at Thunderhill the night before, and they uh, always put on a pr- pretty good spread for dinner the night before. So, Fun Track Days has uh, so far been my favorite track provider to ride with. Um, I'm also looking forward to uh, some other ones coming up. Um, I'm trying to get it out as many days as I can at Thunderhill before we get to uh, round three, uh, June 29th. So, we'll see how that goes. So, interestingly, I just took a break from this podcast to uh, go to check and check my Facebook, check a few things. And, uh, I got a message on Facebook from, uh, that I've been added to the fun track days staff, uh, Facebook communication group. And, uh, it was, uh, extremely surprising to me. Um, I've been talking to Augie possibly about coming on as a coach. Um, and, uh, he has added me to, uh, his coaching roster for the rest of the season. So I'm going to be uh, coaching in the C group. Uh, I was uh, really, really surprised to see that. I know this podcast is taking a little bit of a shift, um, really excited that, uh, he's uh, decided to bring me on board and uh, I can't wait to get out there and, uh, work with some, uh, the C group riders, find them, help them find some alliance, find some safety and uh, go with that. So, uh, I guess this, uh, the title of this podcast is going to be welcome to the fun track days crew. Uh, I've been talking a lot about them and giving them a lot of praise. I really, really enjoy riding with them and I cannot wait to, uh, be out there with a staff sticker on my bike and, uh, working with some people to develop lines and get, on with their motorcycle safety mission and learning how to be better riders. So uh, I am super grateful to Augie and the whole crew at Fun Track Days for welcoming me on. I cannot wait to uh, get out there with you guys and start uh, working to better both my teaching and coaching, because that's what I do for a living is coach and teach, and now I get to do it in a whole nother venue. With this uh, addition to the Fun Track Days crew, I'm kind of trying to decide what I'm going to do for a bike. Um, I've been having a ton of fun riding my, uh, my race bike, my R6, and uh, I probably will still be taking that out to track each time I go out and running it in the A group, trying to build some lines. That's the joy of being staff is that, uh, when you're not coaching, you get to go and run a group for, uh, your, your own benefit to try and build some lines. But I also don't want to be burning through all my race tires and burn through my race motor and everything else. So uh, I think that, uh, I think that I'm going to cobble together this, uh, this other rolling chassis R6 that I got. Uh, I've been uh, searching eBay and just watching a couple of different motors that are out there. They're the 05 year. And I've got a couple of good prospects. Uh, I'm just trying to decide between a uh, an $800 motor that I don't know the mileage from or a $1,400 motor that I know only has 4,000 miles on it. So uh, I'm trying to play the, the pros and the cons of each of those. And uh, i got to pull the trigger soon and order that so I can get that bike built out. Um, it's going to be uh, interesting building a bike from the frame up. Uh, I've taken mine down to the frame and built it back up, but this will be the first time that I'm basically building one from parts. So it should be an interesting adventure. Uh, if anybody's interested in helping me, let me know. Uh, probably use a little bit of help getting uh, a full bike built to, from parts pulled off of eBay. Yeah, it should be interesting. I also got to pull up a uh, or, or get a hold of a new uh, set of track plastics. I was trying to decide uh, if what I wanted to do. I'm thinking about uh, just getting a nice new set for my race bike and running the ones that I've got now on the uh, the track for the track day coaching bike. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure that out. 
there's a lot of things to uh, to work out with this new arrangement. So, uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to to really getting to to try this. I'm gonna keep. Uh, I'm glad because uh, Race Pace Motorsports uh, is uh, my tire guy, and uh, he is at all the fun track days things. So I can work it out with him, make sure I'm getting uh, uh, tires ready for when I need them. And, uh, yeah, it just, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So, uh, hopefully I can do a couple more podcasts, uh, from the track and, uh, get, maybe get Augie on here. Um, but from there, I think I'm going to wrap up right now. I'm gonna keep this one a little bit short. It's a lot going on, but not a lot to talk about yet. So just wanted to kind of give you a refresh where we're sitting at, get a new episode out. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. It is at malbehaved, M-A-L-B-H-V-D at buzzsprout.com. You can also find us on Instagram at al, at malbehaved, M-A-L-B-H-V-D. We're also at uh, malbehaved on Facebook. And uh, you can follow us, follow the adventure, follow uh, the podcast. Uh, it's super awesome to follow the podcast. Uh, support our sponsors. Uh, we're looking f- at uh, fun track days. Come out and ride with them. And uh, we'll go from there. Have a great day. This is Ryan Peterson, AFM number 877, signing off from the Malbehaved Racing Experience Podcast.